Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. A few weeks ago, you will have heard the three voices that I have back with me today. Andy, Simon, and Matt joined us in a preview of the 2023 CrossFit Open. They made some bets, they made some comments, they made some predictions, and they also gave you some advice how to handle the 2023 CrossFit Open. Hopefully you did it. We had some amazing numbers here at the gym. Those of you that didn't participate came down to watch. It was an awesome three Fridays. And these guys this week wrap it up and we reveal who the fittest coach is. This is episode number 797 of the Inner Fight Podcast. The open is closed. No matter where you are in the world, Thanks a lot for tuning in. Let's jump into today's show. Gentlemen, welcome back. Were we right? Were we wrong? Did we see did we see that kettlebell? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it was only a few days after we recorded the first show or the pre-open show that Matt actually brought it up that uh, the equipment list that we'd read out was maybe not correct. Talk <laughs> us through what happened, mate. Um, so I predicted that we'd have a kettlebell. We didn't see a kettlebell. We didn't see any lunges. We didn't see any unilateral stuff. So yeah, I got quite a bit of it wrong. Uh, <laughs> as most of us did. And we said the first workout would be nice and accessible. We had 50 toes to bar and we had 20 ring muscle ups. <laughs> People got there. Um, yeah, quite a humbling first workout. And they obviously weren't too worried about participation numbers and upping that going into the first workout. Because usually they have that nice, accessible workout that lures people in to pay and join up to the Open. This year we had a repeat of 14.4. Mm-hmm. And that was 60 cows in the row into 50 toes to bar into 40 wobbles, into 30 cleans, and then into 20 ring muscle-ups. AMRAP, 14 minutes. <laughs> Super accessible. Yeah. <laughs> Time and come on. From, from a CrossFit <laughs> side, like... Jeez, it must have been savage, right? Everyone's banging the drum, join the open, it's for everyone, blah, blah, blah. And then the first workout that we see is like, that's high skilled, mate. No matter if you're looking at it from a scale perspective or whatever, your heart must have dropped a few beats when the first <laughs> workout came out. You're like, now I have to explain to people what's actually going on. I think, well, there's there a couple sides of it. Before when um, Dave was you know, running all the workouts, and then this is this is the first year where Boz has had full reigns of the open quarter semis and then the games, right? Yeah. So uh, it was interesting to see what he was thinking, and it came out. Um, and then it was good to see Dave kind of come back with the 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 hints that he did that because I know he didn't do anything last year, so it was good yeah. to see him back. Um, I mean, overall, like I think, I mean, this is just it's my opinion now, but I think where it kind of did go well, it was where it would really make sure people either did RX or either did it scaled. Whereas before it was, they would start RX for as long as possible. Then they'll scale halfway through or on the third workout or when it was five workouts, they'll scale the last two because it was so difficult. So I think what they did a good job of is it put people in their category straight away, which I think was good. True. Um, But then there was every, whereas the years before, the first couple workouts were just, we can call them grinders, right? You just had to go for it. Mm. Whereas every one, there was a separator, which is normally only happened on the last one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good to see how everyone had a very distinct version. Like, hey, if you can do a muscle up, you can really jump the leaderboard. If you got a pretty good thruster, you can get through the leaderboard. If you you can do the technical stuff of strict handstand pushups and snatches, you're going to get higher up in the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. So every worker had a cool separator, whereas a good chunk of people could do would say at least half of it. And then if you really did your work and you worked on your weaknesses, then you could progress further. Andy, oh, look, eyes I- are rolling in all <laughs> sorts of direction. <laughs> Luckily we've got all the cameras on. And if you are watching the YouTube version, you'll see exactly if you're not watching the YouTube version, you will be able to watch this on YouTube so you can see how these guys, what their <laughs> poker faces actually look like. Look, I, I mean, I know we go into this whole thing, this is what we expect to be in the first workout, but mm. everything CrossFit's been about is being prepared for the unknown. Yeah. Mm. So throwing us a curveball like that at the start is pretty cool. Um, I also think while Simon and Matt were talking there is that CrossFit's been around for what, 10, uh, 11 oh, years? Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> so it's been, it's been around for a while. As 13th Open. As you have some of those people getting fitter and fitter and fitter, yeah. the tests need to evolve with them. Yeah. Yep. And right now we're only talking about the RX. I mean, fuck, the scaled had chin over the bar pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, but it's going to happen when the people participating are getting fitter and fitter. Yeah. Um, And I I think, I think what was even better about that and maybe Simon did it in 2014. I know you and I I did. Yeah. I did it. But like, I'm nine years older and I'm fitter now than what I was in. That was a really cool test to be able to do. It's a super interesting thing. And we spoke about that a little bit in the last show, like repeating workouts to show people's progress. Mm-hmm. It's also quite interesting. It makes you probably feel a little bit old that nine years later, a nine workout years. pops. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> but it's such a great point, mate, yeah, that yeah. nine years on, you get a better score. Now you could argue I'd only be doing CrossFit for a certain amount of time then or whatever, but you're, you're still seeing progress, mm-hmm. which is at your age of 63 is actually really solid. 64. 64, 64 sorry. <laughs> it's interesting though, isn't it? I think there's there's obviously a lot of debate. I tried to angle Simon on, on the, the negative side there a little bit of, you know, if you want to get people to participate, mm. make the workouts maybe a little bit more inviting. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's, I think it's brilliant. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I just think it's hard sometimes when, CrossFit's obviously banging the drum about increased participation. From a gym standpoint, we're telling people there's nothing to worry about. Just get involved in the open. And then you get that workout for the first workout. And people are like, there's nothing to worry about. I can't do. I mean, most people focus on the muscle ups, but then forget that all the toes are before it are, are something that's a little bit savage. Having said that, and this is something that I know you've got some nice data on, Simon, the number of signups this year was probably higher than it's ever been. And I think within our gym, if I look around, it's higher on a scaled level and no one really cared, which I think is amazing. Yeah. So um, globally, we had over 322,000. Wow. Yeah. Just to put out perspective. And, What's uh, the, do you know what the record is, mate? Ooh, I think it's, we're close. It's, I think it was 350 was max. Right. Now was at the peak. So the fact that we've, we're already p- quite close to that and the fact that we've come out of all the stuff that's come out with yeah. COVID and all the kind of change in leadership, yeah. that the fact we've actually had that. And um, one of the big pushes from the country manager side was globally to get, or internationally to get 10% growth. And we were like 9.8%. 
Right. Yeah. So we're like, we hit 98% of that. So, right. uh, which is really, really good. And then, um, <clears throat> like talking about the numbers for UAE, um, we had, it was, we had just under 4% growth from last year. Uh, and then, uh, we were saying kind of offline, but in the region that we're in, we're in Asia. Um, the GCC countries took the top three slots in the whole of Asia. That's pretty good. So, I mean, that, that's amazing. So we had um, over 2,000, I want to say 2,200 uh, open signups for the whole of the MENA kind of countries. Um, Saudi took the top spot of 207. Oh, no, sorry. One of the gyms in Saudi who took the top spot took 217 wow. participants. Um, and then you had uh, the gym in Qatar, um, Irada, they had uh, 180. And then you had um, uh, gym in Abu Dhabi Vogue, they had 160. Wow. So just that alone. So are they the biggest participation figures ever from this region? They must be. Yeah, yeah. biggest we've ever seen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, and that's where... Um, you know, some regions are a little dormant at the moment, but we're seeing this huge growth. You know, UAE has been kind of, it was a starter and it's just now we're kind of seeing this kind of nice change in uh, trajectory that is starting to increase again. Um, but you've had like Qatar and Saudi, they're just, they're just insane now. Like they've really grown. What do you think's driving that, mate? I know it's a little bit off topic, but what's driving that? Um, if, we'd, if we'd have kept the show or not lost the show that we did with the CrossFit guys that were here a few <laughs> weeks ago, we could have put that out. But what do you think is driving that? Um, I think with, um, I think if, if you notice on the CrossFit YouTube channels and the games channels, there's a lot more media. Uh, and that was one of the big pushes. Don, the CEO, was trying to get back and basically to have a very big presence. Yeah. Uh, and then just a lot of it is to s support the gym. So, that, you know, the country managers were all kind of taken on. Like, we, you know, this region was a l one of the later ones to take on. But mm -hmm. France, Spain, UK, we've had country managers for over five years now. Right. Uh, and as soon as they've come on, like, there's been a lot of good growth because they have yeah. support now. Yeah. Um, so if a gym's struggling, they can call us up. We'll help them. If mm -hmm. there's um, any issues, like, I've had the amount of questions I've had for open stuff. Like, yeah. message me. I'll get them back to them. Um, so I just, I think just the fact that if there's an issue, they can contact a country manager yeah. and then from there we can get an answer very, very quickly mm -hmm. uh, versus sometimes when, you know, they're dealing with thousands of emails and then to get sent to the U S and time differences, sometimes those can get lost. So versus where they have a direct line of contact will help them out. Matt, let's jump in more to the important nuts and bolts of the open. We had quite a heated discussion. I'm not sure if any of the coaches, other coaches outside of this table listened to it, but we were sort of playing off who was going to win out of the coaches. You were first out of the blocks, mate. First open, you easily got off the muscle-ups and back to the rower. Talk us through that first workout, mate. Did you know, did you know that you'd get back to the rower and what was it like competing for the first time with all the support of the members as well? Cause I think that helped mm. in a number of ways. It was, it was pretty cool to do it. Um, we've done the Friday night lights, well Friday night lights, we've done final Fridays, but to turn it into Friday night lights for the open was pretty special. Um, went in the last heat as well. Hadn't done a ring muscle up in about nine months. I made them <laughs> frantically early and started practicing a bit with Jess and Rachel. Um, and then the workout, I just paced it. There were people that were very eager to get off that row very quickly. Yeah. And people trying to smash out big sets on those toes to bar, Andy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and blow their midline. 
Um, that first workout was about knowing your body and knowing what you can tolerate and how to pace that workout. Mm. Um, so I might not have the best ring muscle ups, but I was consistent and I moved through them. Whereas people's midlines were blown from going on those big sets on those toaster bar and what stuff. What did like you do that. your toaster bar in? Um, I went, I've got quite a good toaster bar. So I went 12, 10, 10, 8. And then I think I finished with a set of six to finish. Yeah. So easy, easy. Not too bad. And then the, the barbell weight's quite light for me. Yeah. Cleans are, quite, cleans are quite easy. 30, 30 cleans? Yeah. 30 cleans. Yeah. Wall balls were before. Wall balls were. Yeah. Simples. Um, yeah. And then you get you get to those rings and you just got to stay composed. Like you don't want to miss a rep. When yeah. you get to that stage, you can easily go to the point um, of failure. And if you yeah. go to the point of failure, coming back from that point, you want to leave hard. a couple of reps in reserve. Yeah. So if you go to that point where you're going to failure, which some people did, then it's very difficult to recover in a 14-minute AMRAP. Andy, uh, you blew your load on the toaster bar. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? No, my capacity to do work is not the same as Matt's. I'm also a different age category. Right? Oh. 64. 64 plus. <laughs> Playing himself down now. Um, look, I, I think, um, you know, you go into workouts like this with a game plan. And then sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You got to look back at why it doesn't. And I, you know, I wrote up a, quite an honest review of my own workout and posted it. That yep. I think there was an overestimation in terms of one what I could hold, but also you think about coming off that rower and the movement pattern that you're doing on the rower. Mm-hmm. You're going to use the same muscles actually when you get onto the toes to bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if toes to bar themselves are already going to be challenging, you're pre-fatiguing those muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it was just a simple overestimation of my own abilities. <laughs> Uh, and there's always a temptation to change up, come back and do it again. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's do it once, you learn from your lessons and you move on from that. You only did it once as well, Matt. Yeah, right? I only did yeah. it once. And I think that's an important point as well. When you when you get into a competition, yeah. you can't have a bad result and then go in and say, oh, actually, I want to want to repeat this. Just have another crack. I mean, I mean, there were some of them that repeated. I mean, Krios did it three times. Every Sandra. time? Every time? <laughs> No, the first, first oh, one. Oh, first one, okay. First one. Milos did it twice and still couldn't beat me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something there that Milos is uh, Krios' coach still, right? So yeah. maybe that's the tactic. Team yeah. team, do it twice. Sandro as well did it twice. Oh. Um, but yeah, most, most of us just did that, that first one, the once. Um, I mean, you, you can learn a lot from that first time when you go to repeat, but... As I say, if you're going into a competition, you only really get to do the workout once in a competition. You can't repeat when you're on the competition floor and say, oh, I didn't didn't quite execute that. That's a whole part of it. As Andy says, one and done's a... It's a competition. Yeah. yeah. Simon, any call-outs from what we saw in workout one downstairs with the members? As we said, we had some people that probably... I don't know. Did we bully them into registering for the Open? I'm not sure we're allowed to say that, but we, we encouraged probably them. We encouraged. strong on them into it. What did we see downstairs, mate? Well, Luke got his very first muscle up. Yep. Ever. Really? Yeah. Like I, um, we were warming up and then I was like, you going to do muscle up? He's like, uh, I think so. And he jumps on, kind of does one in a warm up. I'm like, was that your first ever? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Really? Yeah. And then he just does it in a workout when he's absolutely goosed. That's cool. Yeah. And that's- Which, which workout? First one. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, for, like, literally, when he did it in the workout, that was the second ever muscle up. 
and he only did one literally 20 minutes before. The size of the biceps on the guy, I'd expect that he should be able to do a lot of muscle-ups, though. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. No, <laughs> he's just got him to do them strict rather than keep him <laughs> fine. No, yeah, so that was a nice touch, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it was really cool. And, and that's where I think that, that it's happened many, many years, but it's just where there's always a, one of the open workouts is an, always a first. Yeah. The first muscle up or yep. if a scale, the first pull up um, or like, you know, with a thruster, a different thruster weight um, or a snatch, like it's just something that they haven't done before. So I thought that was really cool where every movement kind of, or every open workout had one of those separators. Andy, did you see anything you liked in, during the first workout downstairs on Friday night? Well, I sat back and just watched Milos look uh, very graceful up on those rings. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, just an absolute envy. The man. I mean, I, I go back and I think this applies to a lot of the workouts, especially like the last one we did. Matt made a really good point on moving efficiently yeah. and the impact that has. Like you watch how Milos was doing his ring muscle-ups and they're just a thing of beauty. Yeah. yeah. Same like Boz doing a handstand walk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she is literally yeah. straight as. And it's just, it's inspiring to watch the guys do that. Yeah. Um, same thing looking at, you know, someone like Krios who did his first open with us two years ago to mm -hmm. where he is now. Yeah. Um, fittest in Benin. Yeah. <laughs> look, he's nearly fucking fittest in the gym. <laughs> um then you look at like how many of our members come and get stuck into it. Yeah. Like whether or not they've registered or not doesn't matter. Yeah. But just, and then you, I think what was also cool is that you, when you sit back and you look at the outside of um, the workout area is you've got families sitting there watching. Yeah. Like there's the kids, uh, husbands, wives, whatever have come along to support. And so that, you know, that, that's for me what it's always been about. Yeah, that's what I noticed in the, definitely in the first workout because I wasn't here for the second and third, but the amount of people that had just rocked up. Yeah. At first I was like, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> Obviously I was like, where's your kit? But then I realized they'd actually just come yeah. and sat there for over two hours on a pretty uncomfortable, we didn't actually have the bleachers out for any of the workouts. <laughs> I haven't built the bleachers yet, but it's not super comfortable sitting there at the back of the gym and they just sat there cheering people and watching. I don't know, I like watching fitness. I've been to watch CrossFit Games a few times. It's pretty good fun, but I love it a lot. And I'm like, these people obviously love it a lot too. So that was super nice to see. Yeah. Even when we came in on Sunday, the amount of people that just came to, to support and cheer, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but on this Friday, I was just talking to Sarah and she goes, this is really cool. I was like, well, what is? It's like the community. I was like, because normally she's so focused on competing. Yeah. When she got to just sit back and just what was going on in the gym. It's like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah I really love it here. It's a lot of and, fun. And, and like just to, to hear that coming from her who's competed for so long. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, when she does come out here, she is really good because she kind of gets involved with the community as well. Yeah. Um, but just how she just kind of sat back and just looked around and like, that was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's so good. I thought was good. Second workout. Christ. logistically this one i think was probably a surprise and i saw different clips from different gyms around the world of how people were doing shuttle runs <laughs> i remember saying when andy was writing the programming if you put fucking shuttle runs once more in the programming week on week we might have a problem and then they came up so he knew all along thoughts oh, i mean i think having looked at last year where they had it in the quarterfinals and yeah. people didn't understand that you had to run there and back yeah. for one rep, if you had that level of athletes getting it wrong, mm -hmm. 
one the impact that that's going to happen in the gyms and then like for a lot of gyms it's a, there's a lack of space however yeah. crossfit did in their equipment list say that you need to have this amount yeah, of space so, yeah. uh, it was there right um so you know I, I i thought i thought the workout itself was a really good test yeah. yep I, I that literally just came down to you put your head down and you just got to yeah. work yeah. yeah um it was also really cleverly done with burpee pull-ups that allowed people who probably would have scaled that's a first time movement too. to do rx yeah because they can jump straight into that movement yep uh it made it a little bit difficult obviously with standard height bars that for some people it works really well for some people yeah. it's not so good yeah um but i think in terms of having some workout in the open this year that is just capacity to test simple work i thought it was really good yeah I think I agree with you. I one thing I don't agree with, and I've never really agreed with, is going into a one rep max. We obviously had a, a slight accident here. Um, would that have happened had it not have been what it was? You you could argue the whole day. I'm interested to get you guys' thoughts on potentially. I mean, we we could argue the safety factor on a number of different workouts, mm-hmm. but we're almost we're creating quite a compromising situation and then asking people to max out. Now we see it in competitions. It's really exciting, but these are more, I guess, more conditioned athletes always feel a little bit more responsibility when they're less experienced and less conditioned athletes. So generally I don't like to see those kind of workouts. That's just a straight up. We're going to smash you for 14 minutes. And then we're going to ask you to where your shoulders are already buckled from all these burpees and pull-ups then we're gonna ask you to put a barbell overhead what's your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> i feel quite strong yeah, about no, it look i think uh, i agree with you uh, on it that it i think it puts a lot of people who aren't used to that in a really difficult position yeah because they've got people shouting they've they want to max out there are generally some pretty fucking ugly lifts that happen. Yeah. Um, And I suppose the only thing I would say with that, and although we had sort of an accident, yeah, I think we handled most of it relatively well, where as coaches, we're working with those people who are on the floor who have no idea what they should be lifting. Yeah. As to what they potentially should be doing. A little bit of guidance, yeah. I mean, it's it's a hard one. Like, I actually PB'd my thruster. First bit too easy, didn't you? Yeah, first bit too easy. I had to let Matt win again. Um, But I, I I think doing a movement like that after what everyone had gone through was probably pushing it a little bit. Like seeing a max clean probably would have been all right. But throwing, but throwing, throwing a barbell overhead. Yeah, uh, with fatigue, legs, shoulders, and midline was probably savage. uh, Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I There's thought. There's a big difference from going to the shoulder to going overhead, especially with that burpee pull-up yeah. as yeah. well. And they'd been doing all that pressing to get off the floor on the burpees as yeah. well. So you've had, the, uh, like you've had the press off the floor and then you've had all of the pull-ups. I mean, some people had done... I mean, how many did we work out burpee pull-ups that people had done in that workout if they were getting into the rounds of 30? Oh, I mean, it was yeah, got close on 80 yeah. to 100 burpee pull-ups in the space of... 15 minutes. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of work. So, yeah, my opinion wasn't wise to go overhead, but 
I'm not programming yeah. CrossFit over. It's unknown, unknowable, right? That's kind of what we said it yeah. before. Tough. But yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. Like it's just where I mean, that's a challenge. That's that's the the gauntlet that's been set. Um, like, you know, if would have been a different test if we did something very similar to what we did in the snatches that they earn have to earn the right to get to certain weights. Mm. Um, that would have been interesting, but. Um, that was the that was the task at hand, and I think that's it's a really good point. We'll we'll move to the third workout in a second, mm. but those sort of workouts where you earn the right and you're you're almost you're you're restrained because of that time frame. Yeah. That if you are not good enough, then you will not get to lift that bar. You will not earn yeah. that right. I just feel bad that sometimes. I, I just don't think CrossFit does itself a favor when it puts a workout like that in the open, which could have been like, it's a great test. Yeah. And yes, the CrossFit games, we know we've heard it all before. It's a sport. It's something different. It's competitive fitness. But we're then banging the drum to ask the CrossFit community who are doing this as a hobby mm -hmm. to get involved. I, I'm glad I wasn't here to see Jess's shoulder <laughs> explode. <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah. And yeah, that was not fun. But then um, last, last quarterfinals they did the heavy test as well but yeah. that was an individual event yeah versus combining it with something yeah. else. yeah but i also think when you get to that by that stage you have kind of whittled down yeah those yeah. individuals and the other thing like we only have to look at our own programming yeah when was the last time we did a one rm yeah exactly and i mean we've, we've made a conscious effort to stay away from that to go more to three rms where and with testing the strength of a certain body part but with a movement that is easy to get out of and not have an injury so that's kind of i don't know would could we see a 3rm bulgarian <laughs> split squat in uh, the open next year well they, they put complex 20 in kilo plate. like yeah. last time they did a yeah. complex at the end of the workout they yeah. put a complex in so it wasn't a maximal lift yeah so when you've got a complex there's more sort of margin for error if you you're not going to go quite as heavy yeah. Whereas this was an absolute max out. And I think mm -hmm. another thing is that getting that balance right between the first and the second workout, five minutes to f get that like lift in mm -hmm. after you've just done a 15 minute essentially Savage. all out is hard. So <laughs> personally, I managed that first workout to the point that I wasn't redlining. Whereas you had people that were redlining that first workout so that then they were going into it so fatigued that like, when they go to that lift, they're, they're nowhere near condition that they would normally be in it's yeah. midline it's shoulders it's everything is just taking an absolute battering and you know what it's like once you spike your heart rate that high to get it back to a regular and get into doing a lift it, it's very difficult because for lifting you want to be heart rate low really yeah. you don't want to be spiked totally. i think just for general props it was probably the wrong yeah wrong uh combination together i think had you put that in quarterfinals like that you probably with the right right level yep. of athletes to be doing that mm -hmm. yeah with people who, uh, for as you said, for 15 minutes are going to be redlining it, then you ask them to throw a barbell overhead. It's a um, challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Scores on the doors. Matt, you won this one as well. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, didn't, come didn't, on. Didn't win the thruster, though. Well, because oh. he had to repeat and he beat me by yeah, a kilo. It doesn't matter. Hey, beans and bean. But yeah. the score wasn't the thruster, mate. You can win the first half of the game 1-0, and if I beat you 3-0 in the second half of the game, I still win the no, game. What was, two what was the rep difference between you and Sandra? I lost him oh, anyway. about eight, eight reps in the first workout. 
eight reps and one. He kilo. got past you by eight reps. No, no, no. you got past him. And, and Sandro redid it just to beat him by one kilo on the thing. Oof. Yeah. Oof. So what is it? But what does it pan out as? Does it? It's it scored add. as two workouts. Yeah, it's scored as two workouts. The only, so the only thing that came doesn't in, quite if, work. If if Sandro got the same weight as Matt, yeah, Matt would have beaten him because he got more reps in the yeah. first one. Okay. okay, and he went after me again. So, <laughs> not not that we're competitive at all, eh? <laughs> You're still leading though, mate, because you had yeah. one victory and one sort of a joint first. Then two so victories, get it? Two victories, well, maybe yeah. th- maybe two. three now. It depends what he gets on this. Third repeat on. Yeah, Sandra hasn't uh, loaded. Is he doing it? Back doing home? it for a third time. Yeah, back home. Back home. Okay. Third workout, we saw a movement that we see quite a lot in programming. We've seen before in the open. It was the first time we saw it in the open two years ago, or just three. last. Was it three, three. years? Three. Nah, twenty twenty one. Wall walk. One. Wall walk. Yeah. Uh, three opens ago. Yeah. Was yeah. it three opens ago? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So 2021, 2022, now twenty twenty three. Interesting movement. No one loves them when you put them in a class until they get half decent at them and then they yep. don't mind them so much. But this was a this was a super interesting workout. Does someone want to talk us through what it what it was? Uh, yeah, I'll jump in quick. Yeah. Um, so you had a time cap to work through the first bit, which is five wall walks into 50 double unders, into 15 snatches at uh, a lightweight, back to five wall walks, back to 50 double unders, back to 12 snatches at a heavier weight. If yeah. you completed that, yeah. in the six minutes, you earned yourself another three minutes and went through uh, 20 strict handstand push-ups, 50 double unders, into nine snatches at a heavier weight. Heavier weight. If you completed that before the nine-minute time cap, you then went into 20 more strict handstand push-ups, 50 double-unders, and six snatches. This is the type of format workout that we were wishing for a few minutes ago when we were talking about the thruster that, Simon, you phrased it perfectly. You earned the right to go to the next barbell. So for some yeah. people, this workout was actually over in six minutes. Yep. For the masses, well, probably for the masses, it was over in six minutes. Quite a few people got to nine minutes. You go longer than nine minutes? Got to nine. Boz, Boz was the only one that got to 12. And Boz got to the 12. Scaled version was... Similar thing. Scaled wall walk. Scaled wall walk. Scaled and wall. a hand release push-up. Yeah. And then it waits for a little bit later. For the snatches. <laughs> and singles for the uh, double unders. What did we like about it? Shoulder blowout. It was, it was very it was humbling. Good. Yeah. Very, very humbling. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's oh a lot of work God. to be done. I mean, you can have the biggest shoulders in the room, but oh my gosh. Oh. Those strict handstand push-ups. The second 10 are very different to the first 10. I can like, imagine. Yeah. It was, and it was the second round of wall walks. I mean, it, oh, it was we, r- we r- said horrendous. afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get to the third one and you're like, okay, right, I, I know this, this, this is the, what the stimulus is now and you can feel it. Like it's deceptive because you fly through those first, if you're going through the first two rounds and getting into the third bar, you go through it in about five minutes. Yeah. But what you don't realise is what you've accumulated in it. You've accumulated 10 wall walks, you've accumulated 27 snatches and you've accumulated 100 double unders yeah. generally within <laughs> five minutes. Shoulders so you, are good, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So you might feel good and you haven't really hit that point of fatigue yet, but then you get to those handstand push-ups and they're strict. And this new standard as well forces you closer to... to What's walking. the new standard? Uh, so, 10 inches. Uh, and then just tape and your hands got to be on the tape. There's no nothing for the feet. So you just so long as your hands are on the tape and you lock out and you got a straight line, you're good. So you happy with that? I think it's one of the best ones I've done because the foot thing was pain in the ass for some people before based on how they're built 
Yeah. So like no matter how much they extended their body like or tucked in their heels, yeah, yeah. it would barely cross the line. Yeah. Um, for this one, it's like, hey, look, like so long as your hands on the tape, just do your hands and push up. So, so it made it actually easier. Need to be on the. Some, can, some, 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 some part has to be touching it. So it could be a thumb, you could be index finger, or whatever. And the tape could, is where ten inches from the 10 wall. Ten inches, and I don't know how long it was. How long was it? It was seventy-six yeah. centimeters. Yeah, so thirty. They basically, it's the same tape line that you have to walk to for the handstand for the for the wall, for the wall, wall walks. Yeah. Nice. So they made it super. They've yeah. been clever Obvious, with yeah. that. Yeah. But you know, the for the majority, I think it's all right. But like we had a chat with uh, Luke, mm. who's fucking six foot six, <laughs> kicks up, and you're asking a guy with <laughs> arms the size like the length of the room, to, yeah. to then come down on a seventy-six centimeter length um line it's a little bit uh hot, well, not a little bit it's a lot harder for a guy like that oh my god yeah whereas you bring in a shorter guy it becomes yeah. a little bit easier a easier yeah that's always going to be though right and the argument has always been in stuff like burpees and handstand push-ups that the shorter guys it's easier and the rowing is easier for the taller guys and that's why you have you have fronning and matt fraser and all the guys that have done well at the games are all exactly the same mm-hmm because that body type suits yeah, them. Yeah, it's one eighty-five. So. Da, da, da. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Luke did those twelve snatches unbroken. Yeah, it was sixty kilos. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. didn't touch. He didn't even drop it. He was like touch and go, and then he just yeah. dropped on a knee. And he was like, <sighs> took like ninety seconds, two minute break. I was like, I'll try one. Tried one. He's like, yeah, I'm done. And he just stopped. Oh, really? Yeah, like he like he just went got halfway and he just fell. He's like, no, it's it was too narrow for him, or he didn't doesn't like strict too much. But. <laughs> needs to get off the cakes. <laughs> it is drop a bit of weight. The handstand push-up one like is always yeah, is always a super hard one for them to get right. Yeah. yeah, they've tried loads of different variations on it. I think what they've done super well is where they forget about the feet. Yeah, yeah, and it's just about the hands. Yeah. And so I think the fact that they keep changing it up to try find something and is they, they take that feedback well. Yeah, right? this is, what is one of the best iterations they've done? I think. Um, but at at the end of the day. It, comes down to your ability to be able to adapt what you've been given yeah and you know like matt said about shoulder fatigue um you only have to watch if anyone watched uh the live um workout with mal o'brien that was just unbelievable i mean to do that workout in sub eight minutes yeah and get no rep twice yeah it's just well i watched rich froning's one he did the first round of the strict hands to push us unbroken I was like, "What?" And, and that's that's all it was. Is like it, it's highlighted one weaknesses, but it's also taken stuff that you know you think you've got better at. Yeah. And what they do really well in the workouts is they put movements together mm-hmm. that are going to create some form of magic. And yeah, yeah, and create this fatigue. What do we think about that though? Because if you look at the final workout, it's a shoulder workout. Yeah. It's literally. You said it like it's deceptive, but it's everything shoulders. So all we're testing there is shoulder strength. The other workouts, I mean, the first workout, you test pretty much everything. The second workout, there's a couple of different, like we test people's ability, as you said, Andy, to figure out what shuttle run actually is (laughs) and to see how strong your shoulder pockets are. But basically (laughs) all you're doing in that final workout is testing how strong, like if you've got strong shoulders, you're going to be, you're going to be high up that. Isn't it a bit one-dimensional? Still got to snatch the weight. Still got to snatch the weight, but but also it's it was the highest skill one, and you, like so, yeah, it was a shoulder endurance workout we can call it. Yeah, but it, it was 
very high skill. So this was like the, I don't know, the way it was all presented, like you could just see, well, I know it's like, I think this is going to be a, you have to get past a certain stage to move forward in that last one. And they kind of did it. And they did it in a way where if you've done your homework and you've put in the work with um, shoulder strength and strict work, you were rewarded for it. Versus if you were still doing kipping handstand push-ups or you weren't really hitting a, a good standard with um, your wall walks and not going to a certain measurement. And if you weren't really playing with barbell cycling or, or snatching enough, it got highlighted. And also playing with those combinations where doing them under fatigue. Um, so that, that's where it, it seemed to sort of highlight it versus the first two. Yeah, there were some of the, there were, there were high skill elements in there, but you could really push through with it. Whereas mm -hmm. that, that last one is like, like if you did your work, you would progress. So, so it rewards people that have worked. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. And it's like, like, and I was just thinking then it's like, look at it three to five years ago. How many people had a strict handstand push up? Yeah. Or even a good wall walk. Yeah. As and look now. As we've said in programming, a lot of it comes back to we need to do the strict work. Yeah, first 100%. And you, you say that a yeah. lot. And I think it's, it's such a good thing. It's probably why yeah. I got the furthest day. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> look out of, out of the boys, yes. Yeah. Um, I, th I think it also, you know, for a lot of us, it was the shoulders that hit first. But certainly if you look at and what people were talking about and you watch some of the better athletes, I think it was also there was a huge amount of work going through your core on that. Yeah. Like those wall walks when your shoulders start to get tired, when your breathing gets up, yeah. you watch how many people are going into that arch-shaped position and then go into the double-unders and tripping up. Um, but at the same point, that was one where I said we were talking about efficiency is your ability to move well mm -hmm. and conserve energy. Boz was a really good example on that on yeah. wall walks. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't even look like she's breaking no. breaking a sweat. She on didn't. Those. She didn't take time too many steps. Time under tension. She's got very well, little time under tension because she moves so quickly and efficiently. Mm -hmm. Touch, go back, forth. Whereas if you're taking ten steps to get to the wall, pausing at the wall and then going back forward, that time under tension is massive compared yeah. to somebody that can do it in a few steps and back and turn round. Yeah, and then you suddenly you have a workout like that. That's one super high skill, and probably a lot of stuff you haven't done. Suddenly, strategy comes into play. Yeah, because we look at a couple of guys we've got here in the gym who are really strong overhead. Yeah, and they got their strategies wrong. Yeah, so they will probably and they should repeat it anyway, <laughs> purely because of that. Um, because it it's hard to know exactly what you're going to feel. Like you said, I got to the second round of war walks and I was like, "Fuck, this is what people are talking <laughs> yeah. about." And you're only two minutes in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other side is the hardest thing about the whole workout was. You also have to get weights changed on your bar. Mm -hmm. And if you're unlike Matt, I really think, Matt, I've been thinking about this. I think Krios would have played, uh, sorry, paid uh, Luke and Rich to sabotage your barbell. <laughs> oh God, the first one. <laughs> so the first, the first one, he's meant to, he gets to a second bar. He's meant to have 60 kilos on. He walks across and Rich and Luke have loaded it with 80 kilos. Yeah, yeah. 83. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, oh, look. <laughs> Uh, check yeah. your equipment and not only that check the people that you're relying on yeah. that are checking the, your equipment the worrying thing is rich is a teacher so yeah <laughs> teachers cdt though mate not math so that's yeah. all right <laughs> so where does it go from here guys we've had three awesome weeks we've had great participation we had over 40 people from the gym registered yep. and i think another 15 to 20 that who, was more than last year who didn't register who took part which yep. is also fine 
60 people odd plus 15 to 20 supporting. What do they do now? We know what they do this Friday because they do MND 24, but where does it, where does it go? How do we keep this thirst for them, this competition? And they, everyone got better. Yeah. Everyone that entered the open got better in some way. Yeah. And their weaknesses got highlighted too. And their, we- <laughs> and their weaknesses got highlighted. So what's the advice for these guys now? They were in the open. What do they do next? Sign up for Final Friday. Obviously, Final Friday. <laughs> I don't think we're saying, I mean, e- even us guys, I mean, those workouts are pretty humbling oh, yeah. as yeah. well. So what I love about the Open is you, you come away from it each year, like you go into it with the unknown, but it really highlights where you need to work, what you need to do going in next year. But then they'll probably chuck another different test in next year and you, then you need more True. things. So you, as Andy said, like each year, like you get fitter and fitter, but they'll put more tasks in and there's the other things to work on. You can never stop progressing really with CrossFit because there's always so many different elements yep. and the standards are getting Constantly higher and varied, higher. Right? Yep. But the, the other, what's really cool as well is also the intensities people went at, which yep. I, I think like, I think it was a That's bit of an eye opener for people and, and just seeing where, you you they would go to this extra gear and they're like i've never been here before this sucks but then what they'll know now is they can bring that into the workouts yeah and that's what i'm i'll be really keen to see and also now they got they kind of they got a measuring tool now yeah like oh hey i'm close to these people Mm. we're gonna start going to the same class they're gonna be accountable they're gonna be more consistent they're gonna like they're gonna challenge each other which is great because then that pushes them to the next year Yep. So you, you kind of have like a little camaraderie group. He's got something to say before we sign off. <laughs> you know what tell by this guy. <laughs> uh, look, I think there's probably a couple of ways that we can look as a gym to grow on next year's one increased number of people participating in it. It probably also gives people a reason to train in classes rather than just the standard, I want to lose weight. Mm. Um, it's that, well, we've got this coming around in 12 months' time. Um you know, it would be nice to see some of the guys who, like I think Krios outside of the coaching group might be one this year that yeah. actually makes it through to the next round. He missed out last year. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool to see if he makes it through to sort of top 10% and gives people something else to aim for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for a lot of the guys, it's I think it's also a really good way to showcase the work they've done in the last 12 months to yeah. celebrate that. Yeah. Um, and then just to get back into the gym and continue to enjoy training. I think that's the key. The last bit, the class program is built to make these workouts better. I think like you said, Simon, now when the coaches turn around and say, you need to create some intensity here, people know what it's like and they can, can you recreate how, what you created on that Friday night? And then- You might repeat some of the open workouts soon. Mm. A, lot the, a lot of the programming <laughs> leading into it was very good. I must say like probably the two months leading into the, yeah. the open, I dropped into class probably four times a week. Yeah. So, like- goes to show like the programming in class is really good like the metcons that i did leading into the open were the ones that were programming in class that the members are doing yeah and like it goes to show like a lot of them did surprise themselves mm-hmm. yeah in a lot of the workouts yep. and did so well like i think we've got not just bigging ourselves up but one of the best programming out there for any gym and you can see that from how the members are progressing through and like coaches believe in it as well because we're all dropping in and doing the sessions i know andy yeah. goes in does them a lot Goes in with Vic. Try to beat you a lot. Tries to beat me. Jess was going into them a lot. So, yeah. like, coaches believe in the programming as well, which is 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 good to see. And it's 
nice for the members as well to sort of mix up with them. They put a bit of pressure on us as well. Yeah, like I think that was uh, <laughs> something we haven't spoken about, but I saw a couple of you guys definitely in the first week. There was a little bit of uh, pressure. <laughs> All the members are there, and which is good as well. Guys, we'll get you back in a couple of months to see if they listen to the show, if they do what they're saying, if Simon keeps the programming consistent and effective and making us all a little bit better. No pressure. Thank you for (laughs) what you guys did. Thank you for everyone that showed up to the Open. It was a great three weeks. Final Fridays, last Friday of every single month. Similar, maybe the same. Might just do an Open workout repeat. How could that be? It's time to mix Final Fridays up. Enough of this teams of four. Let's get something a bit more serious, eh, Matt? Yeah, shot run. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.